That show with Danny, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Hatch. Hello, welcome back to That's the Show with Danny. My name is, fuck, what is my name? Danny. My name is Danny Hatch. I am your host. I am I am your tour guide through my brain for the next, oh, let's call it 45 minutes because these always seem a lot longer while you're doing them than when you're listening to them because on, I feel like I've been talking for about eight hours at this point and according to SoundForge, it's been not even a minute. So that's where we're at right now. But my name, of course is uh jerry seinfeld and i'm very excited to invite everyone onto my show comedians in studios drinking iced coffee uh our first guest is no one because i'm not real now please let me everyone stop distracting me everyone stop interrupting me just let me do what i came here to do let me do what god put me on this green earth to do and yes i do believe in god hello my name is danny hatch I am the host of this thing. You are the listeners, hopefully. I mean, yeah, you are. I'm not talking to anyone who's not listening. So anyone to whom I'm currently speaking, you are a listener. And isn't that sad for you? And don't we need more leaders than followers? And maybe you should get your shit together instead of just listening to everyone all the time. And maybe you should say a few things yourself one day. Maybe you'll like the way your voice sounds and maybe you'll find you have something interesting to say. Probably not. It's probably a long shot. I found that out for myself. Doesn't always work. Even if you've got the will, there's not always a way, but Hey, you should try it. Stop listening. Start talking. Uh, speaking of that, you can call in six, four, six, five, Oh, two, Eight six eight two, and you do have to pause like that when you dial it on the phone. You have to dial six four six five zero two, and then you have to wait and really think about it for a couple seconds, and then punch in those last four digits eight six eight two to speak to me. And what a joy that would be for you to have your lowly voice heard by my prince charming boy ears. Uh, I'm excited for you just thinking about it. So. Make that happen. Also, you can feedback in at keithinthegirl.com slash feedback. My buddy MJG uh, has been really crushing it with pre-show feedback posts. So let's see if he can keep up his pre-show streak with a during-show streak. Uh, Where were we? What else is in the news? That's right. My name is Danny Hatch. And I had a big big week today. I had a big, exciting, big boy week. A lot of things to talk about. First of all, I want to say... How many times have I said, first of all, I want to say this episode so far? I mean, it's got to be at least eight, it feels like, uh, because talking is hard when there's no one to talk to, uh, which normally you'd think, why can't I just translate the way that I talk to myself in my own head? Why can't I just make that out loud and have it be audioed? Uh, but it's harder than you think. So my name is uh, blah, 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 and I had a big week. Big week. My family came in. Want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the previous episode of Here's Your Show, Danny. I guess it's real now that my family was on episode, want to say 179. And isn't that a joy that we've had 107, 100, this is 180. This is episode 180. But before we get to that, I do want to say thank you to everyone who listened and who said nice things about the episode. Uh, uh, too many uh, comments about funny things my family said versus funny things I said for my taste, but I, I guess that's the name of the game, I guess. I guess, of course, the new people are going to feel more fresh, even though I've been your consistent host man for almost four years at this point. It, it, well, let me tell you, today is August 1st. By the time most people hear this, it'll be August 4th. Uh, August 26th is the big four-year anniversary for this somehow a show, and won't that be a fun day for all of us so mark that in your calendars 
Mark that in your step-parents' calendars just so they don't forget. And so you can have something to bond with them over. Because I know it's hard to, especially if you're older when your parents remarry, it's hard to find common ground with your step-parents. So, you know, maybe you both like my show. If you if you and your step-parents like my show, I think that is... Uh, I think that heals the relationship right there and in fact makes it stronger than the one you had with your original parents or your lame parents as you'll know them after you become friends with your step-parents who are fans of my show. Any step-parents out there who like my show, write in to me at... Uh, send me a direct message on Twitter. I'm at Louis C.K. and let me know how many stepchildren you have, how much they like you, how much you like my show, and how much they like my show. And we'll get to the bottom of this thing because those are the answers I want to know. Now, please let me get to this. I had a big week. I saw a concert this week. I saw a concert on Tuesday. Our dear friend, Allie Mae, uh, through Allie's work, Allie got some extra tickets to, not extra, just some tickets, some tickets to a concert in Brooklyn in Prospect Park to see the group Case Lang Veers. And Allie kindly offered tickets to me and I was going to ask Rosa, but Rosa couldn't come. Uh, because uh, apparently I'm not the most important thing in her life after all. So isn't that interesting? And I'm sure that we'll find that out later. No, I'm kidding. I know that <clears throat> that was a poor way to start. I know that I'm, I know, hmm, how do I, where am I out of this? All right, let's just retrace our steps. I know that Rosa not coming to see the concert doesn't mean that I'm not the most important thing in her life. And I also know that I don't have to be the most important thing in her life. And I also know that maybe I shouldn't be the most important thing in her life because she should have her own identity. The Bourne identity. And that is where I want to go to now. I saw Jason Bourne. I didn't see it yet. No spoilers for me, please. But I did see a concert. Went with my friend Xerxes because Rosa couldn't come. And unfortunately, Allie had work, so Allie couldn't make it either. And that's a bummer. And uh, I was sorry that Allie couldn't join us. I'm sure everyone would have enjoyed the show. But a very funny thing happened to me before the show started. Now, with these tickets that Ali so kindly secured for us, uh, comes with access to the VIP tent, which stands for very important people only are allowed in there. Okay? So you tell them you heard it here first. Danny Hatch, host of That's a Show with Danny, associate producer of Keith and the Girl. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, he's an important person because he went to the tent and... Inside the tent is food and drinks and chairs and shade. And also, unbeknownst to me, uh, a man that I used to blow years ago when I first moved here. He was also inside the tent, and I unwittingly sat down right next to him and his husband. That... The sound I made is similar to the sounds I made when I was swallowing that man's semen back in the day. And now, imagine my surprise running into him at an outdoor concert in the VIP tent. I had Apparently, he's a very... Maybe I'm only an important person because I had his seed inside of my stomach at one point before the acids rang it out. But I did, and it was the worst experience of my entire life. It was extremely awkward. Here's what happened. We go in, Xerxes and I. We get food. I get way too much food because I'm a sucker. And they said, hey, you can get this much for this much or this much more food for just slightly more. So I'm like, I will uh, give me more food. So I took the more food and I chose a table for us to sit down. And I sat right next to this guy that I used to blow who will call him Fred because that's not his real name. 
And I think Fred noticed me before I noticed Fred. Um, and what happened was I see Fred and I see Fred's husband. And I look at Fred's husband, who's about my age, maybe a little, maybe a little bit older. And I think, God, who's this dork who's here with his dad? How lame is this? And then I kind of forget about it for a second. And then I'm looking over at Fred and I realize, holy shit, that's Fred. That's not just some cool dad with his cool son at a Case Langveers concert. That was the concert, by the way, it was Case Langveers. No, this is Fred, the man who uh, put his seed in my stomach and mouth and in exchange got me a job at Playbill for a few months. So that was nice of him. So I notice him. He's noticed me. I think he noticed me before I noticed him. But I notice him, and I'm freaking out in my head. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm thinking, can I play this off like I haven't seen him? Can I just look away and be suddenly extremely interested in anything that's happening not in his direction? And it turns out I can't because I glanced back a second later and made eye contact with him. And at that point, I think we were both were like, well, fuck, we can't play this off now. Like, we uh, don't notice each other. So gentleman that he is he put, he holds out his hand to me and says danny good to see you and i shake it and we're talking and he introduces me to his new husband uh not new but his n- new wish new to me i hadn't met him uh introduces me to his husband uh who is a canadian citizen who is excited for tonight's act because all of the musical acts are from canada and that is when my asperger's kicks in and i say oh i'm sorry but nico case uh came to fame in vancouver but she was born in virginia so in fact not all of the acts tonight are canadian and he looks kind of crestfallen by that and i felt bad for why did i have to do that why did i have to challenge this guy's knowledge of music why couldn't i just shut up why why couldn't i i don't know i was freaking out the food comes i'm like well there's no way i'm gonna be able to eat this food i can't i can barely it honestly felt like i feel now it, it was such a such a level of panic and such a level of no escape. Like what the worst thing about doing these shows is that there's no escape. There's no It's like you're it's like it's it's like you know those like log jumping Olympics events where you have to stay on the log and maybe jump to new logs. It's like each thought I have right now is like a log that's spinning out of control and all I can do is hope and pray that I'll find another log to jump onto. There's no escape from this. And that's how I felt when I was sitting next to Fred and his new husband. And then Xerxes comes over. Comes He went to the bathroom and he comes over. And now I'm introducing Xerxes. I'm thinking like, well, maybe do, does he think Xerxes is my new boyfriend now? My new lover? Maybe he does. We never we never uh, discussed him. We were honestly kind of rude to Xerxes. We uh, kind of shut him out. And I'm sure he felt very bad about not being included in the bulk of that conversation. But... It was bad, it, and it wasn't bad is the thing. <laughs> and I know that's a contradictory sentence, but it was it was completely innocuous conversation, small talk. We're talking about, oh, are you still doing stand-up? How's the podcast going? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's what it is, what it is about stand-up. And for the podcast, I'm saying way meaner things, believe you me. And I'm freaking out, and I excuse myself to go to the restroom. This The VIP tent also had its own bathroom, which was Trabian. Trabian, and I go in there, own separate stalls, kind of messy for the VIP tent, the toilet seat. I had to wipe a fair bit of piss off of the seat. Not that I was sitting down, but I didn't want to be in a cubicle with a bunch of piss. So I wipe the piss off the seat, and I pull up my phone, and I text Xerxes, and I say, Xerxes, 
when I get out of the bathroom, suggest you have to suggest that we go back to the grass to eat our food because I used to blow that guy and this is extremely uncomfortable for me. And then he texts back, oh, sure, I can't imagine. Thank God that he felt his phone. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, at least now there is an exit. There's a door with an exit sign above it that I have in my sights now. And I'm feeling a little better. And I walk out. And maybe Xerxes and I could have coordinated it better. Maybe I could have spent a few minutes texting with him to strategize or maybe formulate some sort of plan, but I didn't. And that's fine. So we both kind of like, I come out there and he notices me, says, want to move to the grass? And I say, yeah, sure. Let's move to the grass. And Fred looks a little crestfallen. Like he wanted to catch up with me more. And he gives me a hug and I uh, shake his husband's hand. I say, nice to, nice to meet you. And we, we leave the tent and we don't see him again. And I, it takes me a good 10, 15 minutes to calm down from that. And I know the way I just retold it now. I'm honestly disappointed with myself for how I retold this because I know I'm not selling you on the extreme discomfort of the whole situation. But it was there. Trust me. And, and I haven't mentioned this yet. Based on his and his husband's life story, I'm pretty sure that I was blowing him while he was involved with his soon to be husband because they met about five years ago. Uh, we started fooling around about four years ago and <clears throat> he was, it was a long distance relationship for part of it. He was in Canada for a lot of it. So that would explain why I wouldn't have seen the husband uh, while I went over to this guy's house to, to take his private parts into my mouth and take them out and put them back in and take them out and put them back in in rapid succession until he, let out his little white soldiers into my gullet. I never saw him there. And that would explain why. So I was feeling just really uncomfortable about the whole thing. I'm like, it, that's what it felt like. Honestly, me trying to get that sentence out was what, see, I keep doing it. It's like, he's haunting me. It's like, maybe I'll, maybe my stomach acid didn't flush out all of his cum. Maybe like the ghosts of his cum is still inside of me. And haunting me. I don't know. I don't really want to get into it anymore. <laughs> Please. Please. I've, all I want is privacy in this trying time. Please leave me and my family alone and let us deal with this in peace. But it was strange. I didn't like it. I have to give that experience two stars out of a possible ten. Or one star out of five. It was not very good. So that is the X story. But the concert was great. He wasn't my ex. He was, he was technically, if you... You know, if you all the of all the people I've had relationships with, or relations with rather, if you were to like make a spreadsheet and order them by like amount of times we saw each other, he would be near the top. He'd probably be like number three, to be honest. It was pretty frequent for like a year. Uh, so maybe relationship is not the most wrong word, but it's somewhat the wrong word. We never put a label on it. It was more of a sugar daddy, sugar bear kind of situation. So I guess that's a relationship. I just wasn't boyfriend, girlfriend, and I would have been the girlfriend, but he went down on me also. And here's what I didn't like about that whole thing. What he's like, he, I, I should mention, by the way, he was probably about 55. Then he's probably about 60 now. So he was an older dude and I was a younger lad back in those days. And it was strange. Uh, it was strange. I didn't like kissing an older man. I didn't like kissing him. I didn't like his mouth on my parts. I just like my mouth on his parts so 
Uh, gonna have to bump him down half a star for that. All right, we've got someone calling in to someone's throwing me a log from the sidelines. Isn't that exciting? And uh, that's show of Danny. You're on the air. Hello, that's the show of Danny. Can I help you? We can hear you. Hello, caller. Uh, what's your function? Conjunction junction. So this is exciting, and I guess I should have prefaced this sooner, but we have one of the ghosts from Ghostbusters calling in, and this is uh, Slimer, I take it? Yes, that's right, Slimer. That's very good, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Um, I know the new movie's great, by the way. It was fun to see you in there. I don't want to spoil too much, but it was fun, Slimer, to see you in the new Ghostbusters movie. It's it's nice to know that you, you're you still friends with those bros, with the ghost bros. Hello, Slimer? Yeah, no, I can see that. I can understand why. Yeah, hello, Slimer. Yes. Yeah, hi. You've been uh, on the phone with me for a minute, and that's the first right. thing you said to me. I, I had some technical difficulties. There were other things plugged in. I don't know what happened. Oh, it's Cer- this isn't Slimer. This is- I thought this was Slimer. It's Xerxes. No, it's Xerxes. Hi, Xerxes. Now, Xerxes, you were there for this debacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just walked in. Can I get your and side And I heard this. It? I was in the other room. No, yes, not, I was there. Not this debacle, uh, the debacle at the concert. I... I think he kept it a lot cooler than you think he did. Oh, I'm sure. It, I, it, it was very cordial and pleasant, but in, in my head, it was like, it, it was it was panic city is what it was. And right. Well, I'm glad you think I kept it cooler. You kept it pretty cool. Um, it took me a second to figure it out, but once I figured out what was going on, I was excited. You were excited? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, let's see how this plays out. Yeah, are you? Were you a little upset that I pushed out, so to speak, and asked? No, no, I think you did great. Okay, good. Yeah, I, you did what you had to do. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't stay there. No, what's the? Well, because that would ruin the whole concert, and I was really looking forward to that concert. I like the group yeah, a lot. It was a good concert. Yes, it was. We were on the grass. We were smoking some jays. Mm-hmm. Some some wacky tobacco. Some jazz cigarettes. We were. It's mm. not the notes you don't play. I like to know. jazz vaporize now. Oh, you're a you're a yuppie. <laughs> right. What's it like being a yuppie, Xerxes? This is uh, by I, the way. I'm not. Xerxes. I'm. Mm, I, I'm not. You say that, but you're about it. You're probably the most yuppie person I've ever met in my life. Uh, I don't think so. We did buy ukulele yesterday. You bought me what? Not for you. Oh, what did you buy yesterday? Me and my wife bought ukulele. Oh, yes. And you texted me that, and I haven't responded, but hey, I was saving it for me. Right. <laughs> and I didn't know if you were serious. Why would you both buy ukuleles? Let's get into this. Um, it's something for us to do together. What about, like, fucking each other? All right. I mean, that you have a couple of ukuleles? I've not fucked with the ukulele. All right, so shut up. Okay. Do you do you, do you use both the ukuleles as like? Do you use them to like pry open the vagina so that you can fit in there? Is that how you? Right. Right. I, I need two ukuleles to. Like it's like a reverse clamp. To fill in. Huh. That crevice, that giant. Is it? Right. It's kind of like one of those like. Uh, tongue depressants and you can it's, you can like use it as a splint for your uh, to, like, we actually it. do something different we use them as instruments ew what that's weird <laughs> what kind of fetish is that man 
Right, it's not. It's it's what normal people do. Freaky deaky. So you learned any songs yet? Have you? Do you know how to play Rainbow Connection? Right, I know how to play a couple things. This isn't my first time playing a playing a guitar. Well, well, it's not a guitar, (laughs) Zerk Susan. But you kids out there are going to be very pissed to hear you say that. Uh, well, the I guess they'll be offended. The uke boxers. Now, what song can you play? Can you play "Somewhere of a Rainbow" by that Hawaiian guy who I think? Died? Yeah, I could probably Unhealthy. play that. Yesterday, I learned um, "Pretty Little Birds." Which birds did you learn? First, second, and third. Oh, okay. Interesting way to start. Them. I learned with four, five, and six. But hey, man, I don't know. It's your journey. Cool. It's your journey. Now, can you sing a little ukulele for us, Xerxes? It would be no. Such a I'm not going to be doing that. But can you sing it like with your mouth? Sure. All right. Let's. This is such a treat for the Danny boys. Our good friend Xerxes, aka Slimer, is going to hit us with three little birds on the ukulele mouth. Here he goes. Played by my mouth. Played by his mouth. It's my I'm mouth. not doing that. All right. Well, that was a wasted drum roll, and we—it's a complete waste of time. We we only get four drum rolls per episode, and I'm already kind of bummed that I wasted that one. Uh, that sucks. Sorry, it, buddy. It does. Xerxes, what are your thoughts on Sesame Street on HBO? Do you have any? I know if this is kind uh, of a shot. In the I, I don't. They got rid of all the people. Why did they? Because you know it's probably cheaper. There's a few people, but not many. I, I don't like. I don't like any of it. I don't like the lighting. I don't like the the way the the image looks. I don't like the characters, the way they sound. I don't know. It's not my Sesame Street. Mm. You'd think they'd get it right 4,600-something episodes later. Right. You'd think they get it right. And it is interesting that the, you're, the first thing you chose to say that you don't like about the new Sesame Street is the lighting. What could be different? Right, there? it has a it has a different aesthetic to it. Yeah, is it like it has that it has that HBO glaze? Oh, and they can't show that on HBO because they're not held back by the FCC, so they're showing a lot. Right, of right, right, right. <laughs> Are there tits in this new Sesame Street? They no, like but you think for thing on HBO they yeah. do a little more. Yeah, give me some uh, right, give little, some big birds. Uh, Right, after hours. Yeah, show me some of Elmo's red furry ones, you know? Right. Or Mr. Noodle. Why not? I want to see Mr. Noodle naked. Is Mr. Noodle still I, on? I bet Mr. Snuffleupagus is a huge dog. Oh, he's got to. Have you seen the size of his feet? Right. He's I'm also asking, gigantic. Because I haven't seen the size of his feet. Are they gigantic or are they like kind of small for his size? No, they're, they're appropriate for his right. size. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. Xerxes, what else do you want the world to know? This is your this is your soapbox. You can say whatever you what want. What else do I want the world to yeah, know? Oh, there's wacky, so much, dude. Got any wacky conspiracy <laughs> theories? Any what? Any crazy conspiracy theories? Any uh, any no, recipes? This is I, this could um, be Pinterest. Crazy conspiracy theories. I don't have any of those. I live a pretty boring life, buddy. Right. I um. But I got a light box. A light box. To take pictures. Yeah, to take nice product pictures, like for eBay. Oh, you're an eBay man. You you mm-hmm. you sail the high seas of eBay. Yeah. What's the very exciting? What's the most money you've ever made on eBay, and what's the most money you've ever lost on eBay? I haven't lost any money on eBay. Look at that. He is a go getter, ladies. And he's also I married. Sold so. at once is like uh, five six hundred dollars. Five six hundred dollars at once. What what was that? The life size snuffle up a stick. Yep. 
Why would you part with that for five six hundred dollars? You could get a thousand. I, had I know a guy. <laughs> so why didn't you get two thousand dollars? Because I wanted to keep one, buddy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I know a guy who is in the market for a new Snuffleupagus dick. I'm not interested in partying. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then I guess our business here is done, Xerxes. What's new with you? Hello, Slimer. You there? Oh, now he's doing the thing where he's not talking again. Can I say this, by the way? Xerxes trained in the IT world... And it takes him literally one minute to say a word on the phone. And now eight minutes into yep. the call, he's going dead silent again. Oh, hey, buddy. Thanks for yeah, joining us. Yeah, I don't know. My phone's giving me problems. I yeah, got to find this. It's giving me problems, too. That it keeps connecting to. Oh, are you not at a hot spot right now? No, hold on. I'll find it somewhere. Xerxes, are you a Harry Potter fan? Yeah, I'm not interested in reading that new thing. All right. Well, this next segment will definitely excite you. Uh, All right, good. And okay, and now you go. That it's the Xerxes segment. All right, Danny, I'm gonna go. Xerxes, why are you going? Um. Now, can right. I? Why? Can I be sure that you're going, or will it be like you not talking for a minute again, and then making me pretend like I'm having an interview with Slimer, the ghost from the Ghostbusters? We don't. I I don't know how you want to play this. I'm looking for this speaker thing that it keeps connecting to. Oh, that's oh, okay. I know what to do. I'm going to yeah. turn off my Bluetooth. Hold on. Okay. All right. We're going to get this. And he's gone again. This is, this is giving me extreme abandonment issues. And I'm getting PTSD from the time that my mom was late picking me up from school. Are you back? Hello. Oh, thank God. I thought we'd lost you again. Xerxes? Yep. Thank you very much for calling in. All right, buddy. <laughs> it's been a joy and a treat to have you. Is there anything Absolutely. you'd like to say before you depart this show's mortal coil? Okay. Bye, buddy. That's it? That's all you want to say? Wait, uh, do I, oh, I didn't prepare anything. Okay. You didn't, I'm just, I, um, didn't, I don't know if you had something burning a hole in your dick or whatever that you wanted to get out there. No, no, um, no. I don't. Um, I love you. Oh, that's nice of you to say. I love you, too. Yeah. I love you, too. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. Take care. Take it easy. and Take it sleazy. Bye. All right. Bye. Now, Xerxes alluded to Harry Potter earlier, and I'm what an excellent segue for me to, to march on into this next segment. There is a new... Harold Potter book out there, and isn't that an exciting time for young wizards like myself? And this is very exciting. We did get permission from J.K. Rowling, the creator of Harold Potter, and his friend Hermione Ranger, and uh, the other one. To we we are the weird look. We're the first show and the only show that is allowed to give a completely full spoiler review of the new play Harold Potter and the Cursed Child. So I'm just going to be quiet here for a second so that you can clap and you won't miss anything. So if you just want to go here and clap and lose your shit now for this amazing get that we got with the spoiler review, uh, I'll just, I'll, okay. And you can go now. Yay. That was, that's so great, Danny. Oh, thank you. And thank you for the applause break. Uh, it is nice, but settle down, please. I have a lot to say. 
Yes, Harry Potter and the Harold Potter and the Cursed Child. Kind of an unwieldy title. This is, it's the new play. And you'd think play. I've heard of Harry Potter books. I've heard of Harry Potter movies. I've heard of Harry Potter video games that I play. But Harry Potter plays that I read. What is this? Ninth grade summer school reading? I got to read Death of a Salesman again? No. This is adulthood summer reading, and you're going to read a play, and you're going to read it for fun. And I have done it, and I'm here to report back with the deets. This is the full spoiler-heavy review of Harold Potter and the Cursed Child. If you don't want to be spoiled by Harry Potter Part 8, turn your radios off now because it will be no mercy in terms of spoiler talk, okay? You've been warned, all right? So unless you do not want to hear Harry Potter spoilers, uh, throw your phone away because the rest of his fucking goddamn episode is gonna only be harry potter spoilers so all right three two one okay i didn't like that harry potter dies in the end i thought that was just ridiculous because okay first of all i had a real i had a okay where do i even begin there's so much to there's so much to go from with this um i guess my main issue is that i don't know why Harry Potter so many times had to say that he doesn't think that Bill Cosby did it and that actually people are being unfair to Bill Cosby. I that I've never known Harry Potter to care about Bill Cosby. I don't know why he cares about him so much now is a B. I didn't realize this resonated so hard with people in Britain, let alone wizard Britain and C. why is he interfering with muggle matters? Harry, this is not your concern what Bill Cosby does or doesn't do with his free time. So I didn't like the it 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 was bordering on overkill, the amount of references to and really long monologues in defense of Bill Cosby and his actions with women. So that was right off the bat, because that's like the first act pretty much, is just all the characters debating the Bill Cosby thing. And it it, it you know how when you know how when the To Kill a Mockingbird sequel came out and you find out that Atticus Finch actually is a racist? It's kind of like that with Harry Potter, except it's not that he's a racist, he's a rape apologist, which is I don't know if that's worse. It's not my place to say. I guess he's not a racist because he's sticking up for Bill Cosby, which I guess is good, but it's it's very bad that Harry Potter Harold Potter, and he goes by Harold Potter now. Which, like, dude, who are you trying to fool? And he's like, stop calling me the boy who lived. I'm the man who lived. I'm the man who lived. I'm an adult now. I'm not a kid. I live in a house. I don't live under the stairs. Stop calling me a kid. I'm the man who lived. So he goes by Harold, this whole book, and a lot of the dialogue is him correcting people who call him Harry. It, it's a lot like, you know, Ron walks in. Oh, hello, Harry. And he's like, my name's Harold now. Um, which you think Ron would know because Harold's married to his sister, Geneva. But whatever, I don't get it. Maybe that's like a British thing. Also, really, really didn't love that it was so that the plot so heavily hinged on the Coney 2012 movement. I thought timing wise, that was so strange because the play takes place in 2016. But all the characters are going on and on about Coney 2012 and how we need to make a difference and we can all make a difference if we just share this video about this guy who's doing this bad stuff in Africa. And I swear to God, same thing with the Bill Cosby thing. It's like multiple, multiple, you know, pages and pages of conversations about Coney 2012 and 
well, is that just slacktivism? Are we, is, you know, just, you know, Michelle Obama says bring back our girls and they get into Boko Haram even. And it's like, well, is it slacktivism? Is it activism? Is, is not doing anything and, you know, being snarky about people who are trying to do something? Is that, is that any better than posting about it on social media where it's not really taking that much responsibility? It's really just kind of showing the whole world how much of a good person you are because you've heard of his Coney 2012 and Boko Haram thing. Really, I wish there was more magic and less conversations about the ethics of Coney 2012 and slacktivism and online, yada, yada, yada. I didn't know they had the internet, wizards. Why, why do wizards need the internet? So there's so many where, so many times where a character's like, oh, hang on, let me Google that. Let me look it up on Wiki. Like, oh, um, for example, uh, Hermione Ranger is like, what's, and she changes her name to Ranger because she thinks it sounds more badass. And she goes, oh, uh, what's, what's the spell for opening the door? I forgot it, which is a hey, so out of character for her. It really, really not a lot of respect on the part of the author for these beloved characters, but she goes, oh, what's the spell for unlocking the door? Let me wiki it. And she pulls her phone out and it's like, Hermione Ranger, you don't need to wiki. It's Alohomora. Even I know that. And I'm a muggle. So those were the flaws that I thought Harry Potter, Harold Potter and the cursed child had. And I know from the way that I just explained it, it makes it sound like it's a worse thing than it is, but there's a lot of good stuff for in it. For example, we finally find out who Harry's parents are. That was really exciting. And I said Harry there because that part goes back to when he's a kid and stuff. But we finally learn Harold Potter's parents, James Potter and Lily Potter. That blew my mind. That was like, wow, this is a revelation that was worth the years and years of buildup. Because I thought when the seventh book came out and they still hadn't answered the question of who Harry Potter's parents were. I was like, well, what the fuck? What, what was this whole book for? We've spent 400 pages with them in the forest. We can't even find out who Harry Potter's parents are. So, and one of my main hopes for this play sequel was that they'd address that glaring issue. And I'm glad that they did. So we find out who Harry Potter's parents are. We find out that Ron has red hair, which I thought was cool. We never get a direct confirmation in the books or movies if Ron and the Weasleys have red hair or not. Turns out, very red very very red hair she doesn't say ginger because she didn't actually write the play but the guy who did write the play says ginger a lot but he says it in a nice way and in a good way it implies that he likes gingers so i gave that positive marks in my book what else is on my notes for harry potter um i liked the dumbledore admits that he is uh four old wizards stacked on top of each other wearing two trench coats Thought that was really neat, and that was some cool character development for him. I liked that. I mean, okay, to be honest, I guess that's really all I liked about this. There was a lot more bad than good for Harold Potter and the Cursed Child. There was this whole scene where, and tell me if this makes sense to you, and uh, if you want spoilers, I hope you're still fast-forwarding because it's not going to end anytime soon. Uh, Hang on, we're getting feedback. Let's see. Harry. This is from Dumbledore. Harry, he's writing it. Harry, you're dead. Stop spilling secrets about me. I'll murder you, Dumbledore. Uh, so that I don't think was meant for me. That was probably meant for someone else. But maybe I should stop with the Dumbledore stuff. Dumbledore was great. Uh, really charming guy. Very uh, pro-choice, which is good. 
and it was nice to have a pro-choice representation in this book when the rest of the characters are so heavily pro-life and uh, the whole fourth act is a funeral for one of uh, the fetuses in the book who ends up dying, which is weird because why give a fetus a funeral, Mike Pence? And I thought that was weird too, but such a current reference would be in this play, which I assume has been worked on for a while. It kind of felt like they were just shoehorning some stuff in. But overall, I give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, my kid could do better than that. And I encourage Harry Potter listeners to steer clear because it's not as good as everyone says it is now. All right. Spoiler. Harry Potter fans who don't want spoilers, you can listen now. Um, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to try shouting it loud enough so that maybe like, maybe like if people like took their, like they took their head, their earbuds out, but they left the episode playing so that they could like, kind of like check back and see. So I'm, so maybe like, so I got to yell loud enough for them to hear it. So I'm going to back away from the mic and I'm just going to let our listeners know that the spoilers are over. So everyone bear with me and maybe we can all together shout. If you're at home listening along, I want you to just back away from the mic and I want you to shout, repeat after me. You can listen again. Spoilers are over. It's not Harry Potter time anymore. So that's you can listen again. Spoilers are over. It's not Harry Potter time anymore. Okay. 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 You can listen again. It's not Harry Potter time anymore. Spoilers are over. And I'm sorry that I did mix up the uh, order of that sentence on you. If you were playing along at home and you sounded like a big dummy because you said it out of order, that was my fault. Please tell your family and friends that was my fault. That wasn't your fault. You followed the orders. Now, uh, do want to say real quick, did not like that Harry Potter died in the book. And that is the last of the spoilers and I'm done. Okay, so I did want to do something real quick. Uh, I wanted to see, so I've had a lot of questions about myself lately, about who I am, about my identity, about why God put me on this earth, what plans he or she or they have for me. And I figured what, because look, I don't like soul searching. I don't like doing soul searching. I don't like taking drugs that bring that kind of emotion to the surface it makes me queasy. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me think like, why am I doing this? But when I'm on mic and I have you know nothing else to do, I'll frankly take anything I can get. So any topic I can get, I will absolutely. So we are going to do some soul searching. We are going to find out a little bit about me. This is a question I've had about myself for a long time. And it's hard for me to even say this, but I have been wondering what percentage Donald Trump I am for many years. And I've been too much of a coward to confront it and admit to myself that I might be some percentage Donald Trump. And the only way I can do this is on mic with mics in front of me because there's something about this thing that is a truth serum. So just bear with me. I'm finally going to confront myself. What percentage Donald Trump am I? And luckily, there is a quiz on my favorite website, BuzzFeed.com, to find out what percentage Donald Trump I am. So we're finally going to do this. This is a big day for me. This is a real breakthrough. We're finally going to find out what percentage Donald Trump I am. So let's see. Question one. How do you wear your hair? Long and lush. Short and sharp. Medium and magnificent. That sounds like me. Thick and glossy. No. It's all curls. I comb the few hairs I have left into a sort of candy floss-like tangle and drape it across my forehead. It's ginger and frizzy. I'm going to have to go with I comb the few hairs I have left into a sort of candy floss-like tangle and drape it across my forehead. Okay. How many baseball caps do you own? None. One, two, three, four, five or more. Got to go five or more. I was a big baseball fan. Okay. Third question. 
Final question, it looks like. So this is quick soul searching, and that's good. It's painless. We find out an answer quick. Choose a word or phrase to complete this sentence. Make America blank again. Here are the options. Make America crap again. Make America a place where the buffalo roam again. Make America be subjugated by foreigners again. Make America see sense again. Make America normal again. Or make America great again. I have to go with make America great again because it's brand recognition. I've heard of it. Click, click. Oh, there's more questions. I see. They do the thing where after you answer a question, there's more. So we are not out of a woods yet, people. We still have more to learn about what percentage Donald Trump I am. Question four. How big would you like your golf course to be? Choice one. I don't want a golf course. Well, that's not true. I love golf. Choice two. I'd settle for a fake one. I could roll out in my bedroom. That's cheating. Choice three. I'd love one in my garden. I don't have a garden. Choice four. It should be at least three acres. It's sounding good so far. Let's see what the final choice is. And choice five, I would need to cover most of Scotland. Fuck the salmon. Fuck the windswept moors. Fuck the heather. Fuck the endangered birds. Fuck nature. Fuck you all. That is me. Going to click it. Okay. I think I'm doing good so far. It hasn't given me my score yet, but I have successfully clicked on buttons on the internet. Okay. On a scale of one to five, with five being very, how orange is your skin? Uh... And I like that BuzzFeed is not afraid to tackle race questions and colors of skin color and issues of skin color, I mean. And you know what? You fucking tried doing this on your own before you criticize my flubs and snubs. All right. On a scale of one to five, with five being very, how orange is your skin? I'm going to go five, right? I got to go five. Yeah, five. Okay. How much are you worth? Literally nothing. I've got about a tenner to my... Oh, it's British. I've got about a tenner to my name. Spoiler alert. Harry Potter. Uh, wow, is David Bowie back? And that's a good reference to the last solo show. Um, I guess my bow, oh, I clicked the tenor one on accident. So that is my choice. Okay, where do you get your money? I'm on benefits. My parents give me an allowance. I work for it, of course. I'm a woman. I'm living on an inheritance. My money pays for itself. Moi, ha ha, ha ha. Uh, gonna go with the last one because it seems like the right way to go. Which of the following quotes do you find most inspiring? And now I'm starting to wonder if I've bit off more than I can chew with this quiz. And I'm wishing that it was a much shorter quiz than it is. But hey, that's fine. A lot of long quotes. I'm going to choose the last one because that seems like it'll make me look more like Donald Trump. How, what size are your hands? They're slightly smaller than normal in a very sinister way. How would you deal with immigration? I would build a big wall around my country. Definitely. Can women resist you? No. Would you vote for Donald Trump if you could? Yes. Oh, boy. Well, I have bad news, ladies and gentlemen. This might be the very last episode of his show because, as it turns out, I am 95% Donald Trump. Um, I've tried to hide it for a long time. It's hard with the video. It's hard with every episode of this fucking godforsaken podcast being on video because you can't see me metamorphose into Trump. It has been a slow... I would imagine people who have watched over time haven't noticed it because it's been very slow and subtle over the last four years, a slow, steady transition from Trump to Trump. But if anyone's listening for the first time, watching for the first time, it's got to be obvious. I am at this point 95% Trump. The BuzzFeed quiz confirmed it. And I frankly look it. I've got the comb over. I've got the orange skin. I've got confidence coming out of my fucking pores, man. I don't like this. I'm 95% Trump. Makes, you know, it skeezes me out to confront myself like that, but it has to be done and it's good. And though I'm less scared of doing acid because, hey, what bad, what bad thoughts can come to the surface now? I've already dragged them to the surface on kicking and screaming on this show. So maybe they'll want to stay put if I do acid because they know what happens when I 
take him out. It's it makes for a not funny segment on the show. All right, let's let's let's. I have a great idea to uh, alleviate the pain of this last segment. Let's take another quiz, huh? BuzzFeed's got quizzes for days, and I've got time. Let's take the quiz, and this will be the last one. I promise. I just want I just want to wash potatoes out of my mouth. This is, let's find out how gay am I. This is a BuzzFeed quiz to find out how gay, how gay I am. Question one: Choose a color. Color spelled with a U R. So this tells us once again this is a British quiz, and they are grading on a different scale. So keep that in mind, everyone. This is not graded on an American scale. It's all on the other side of the road. Okay. Choose a color. Red, blue, pink, yellow, lilac, green. Gotta go pink. Pick a Beyonce. Flawless Beyonce. Single ladies Beyonce. Run the world Beyonce. Drunk in love Beyonce. Crazy in love Beyonce. TBH, which I believe means for, I believe TBH stands for tuberculosis, butthole hemorrhoids. I'm not into Beyonce. Gonna go with that one. I don't get it. I think she's great. I think what she's doing is great, but I just think a white man could do it better. Question three. Do you enjoy consensual sexual experiences with... Or feel a sexual attraction to members of the same sex as yourself? Uh, yes, I do. So that was easy. What city would you most like to live in? New York. Ugh. No. Can can you imagine living in New York? What a nightmare. London. That sounds fun. Paris. San Francisco. Tokyo. Moscow. Moscow are the hackers. So I would want to live in Moscow because that's where it's safe to be from the hackers. Because they're not going to hack you if you're in Moscow. You're behind the firewall at that point, and you're safe. But anywhere outside of Moscow is definitely in danger of being hacked, and that's not how I'm going to go out, man. Question five, what's your drink of choice? Beer, gin and tonic, white wine. Why not black wine? Cocktails, and I'm sorry. I did not mean to get so real with that last what about black wine crack, but someone had to say it. Cocktail, stout, whiskey. Stout sounds the most like it would be the name for a dick, so I'm going to choose stout. Okay, just to clarify, this is question six. Do you like having sex with people of the same sex? Uh, yeah, I already told you. Yes, I do. Question seven. What's your ideal Saturday night? Clubbing until 5 a.m., dinner in theater, quiet drink with friends, doing something new, house party, night in with Netflix, or getting fucked in the butt by a dude. And that's... That's strange. You'd think that if a woman was taking this quiz, that would be certainly an answer for her to avoid because it would show that she's not gay at all. But I don't know how these BuzzFeed quizzes work. I dropped out of BuzzFeed school. Okay, question eight. Uh, Yes, I have felt attracted to the same sex. Which U.S. president do I most identify with? Gotta go Ronald Reagan, my hero, and my mom's hero. How many fucking questions do I have to pick to find out how gay I am? I really ought to do uh, more. See, I wanted this to be as much a surprise for me as it was for you guys because I think that's fun to hear the host figure it out live. But when the host, when all the host is figuring out live is how many questions there are in this godforsaken BuzzFeed quiz. And that I have said godforsaken two times in the last two minutes. And that's something I have to keep an eye on. Uh, It's not that fun to hear the host figure that out. So I'm just going to click some random things now. Hopefully it comes out that I'm super gay. Okay. The answer, I got very gay. Hey, all right. I'm very gay. You really enjoy sexual experiences with members of the same sex. You are attracted both physically and emotionally to people of the same sex. That's not true. Only physically. And I'm really only sexually. And we have another caller. Hello, caller. You're my lifeline. What's going on? Hi, Amy. Hi, Rosa. This is my girlfriend who is a human woman. And what did you think of that last segment? Did you hear the results of my quiz? 
I heard the results of your first quiz. I did not hear the results of the second quiz. Well, I've got potentially good, potentially bad news for us, babe. I got very gay. Very. Oh my God. You know, for such a depressed person, I'm really surprised that you would score so high on a quiz about happiness. But it's really oh, good to hear that oh, you're, you're honey, so, honey you're so gay. Uh, it's not it that kind a- of gay. Not that there's thought, anything wrong with that, thought, as my friend thought, Jerry Seinfeld once said. But no, this is a how homosexual are you quiz. But, but I thought it was a British quiz. I did too. But it turns out it also means that over there across the pond. And apparently across oh. the pond is a slang term for felching in Britain. Ah. Womp womp. Womp womp. Well, I had I had no idea. Oh, um, you didn't? But uh, but I guess I'm more concerned about the results of the first quiz. Yes, isn't that scary? 95% Trump. Yeah, I might have to unfriend you. <gasps> well, will you still love me? Well, I'm going to have to do some soul searching on my own. Maybe I, maybe I should take a quiz. There's a quiz for that. Do you want me to forward you a link? There's a quiz. Your boyfriend is 95% Trump and also very gay, according to our quizzes. Should you unfriend him? Do you want me to send you the HTTP? Yeah, you, if you just drop that okay. in my inbox, that'd be great. And I'll get back to you with my results. All right, done. Offline. Uh, yeah, do, you have any, do you have any relationship quizzes? Any quiz, are there any quizzes hmm, I can take? I've, I got Who Should I Kill? Should I take that one? Who should you kill? Should we do this together? Oh, all right. Yeah, let's right. do it. And this is, I wish I could take a picture of this, but I can't because I'm not allowed to touch a camera because it'll steal my soul. But the font is very, so the, the first question, who makes you most angry? And the word angry is written in this scary, like drippy red font, like it's bleeding when the rest of the words are written normal. So just try to picture that in your mind's eye. Scary, bleedy word next to regular, not bleedy words. Is that kind of coming to form in your brain okay well who makes you most angry random strangers family member significant other co-worker friend neighbor i hope it's not Uh, i thought that i was gonna get a free response on this um you know my significant other sometimes makes me really angry when he makes me take quizzes what makes you you're begging him to Otherwise, it's true. I'm going to go I random like, strangers. You know, I, 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 I'm a little bit of a masochist sometimes, so. Well, I can only choose one. So is it random strangers for you? I guess it's going to have to be random strangers. What a fun coincidence. Me too. Okay. Do you ever feel the urge, and this is the same case where it's normal letters and then it's big, scary, bleedy letters at the end. Do you ever feel the urge to kill? And here's I cho- feel like this quiz was written by a woman on her period. It's- <laughs> If the bleedy red letters are meant to represent her uteri. Absolutely. Like the only yes. time I really feel at like real intense anger at anyone is when I'm menstruating or like real premenstrual, I guess. Okay. So I'm going to check once a month for you then. Yes. Okay. I feel like, are you serious? And is, did the Joker write this quiz? This is getting scarier. How good would, so ju- okay. So for the rest of these questions, just assume that the beginning of the sentence is written in normal letters and the last two words are the scary, bleedy letters. So here's the third question. How good would you be at disposing a dead body? Um, I, would, I would be awesome at it. Okay. Pretty good is about the closest thing to that. So pretty good. Well, just, just pretty good. There, what, this is, it's like a scale of one to three. There's six five, options. So here's, here's the here's, upper bound. No, there's no scale. Here's the options. There's... So there's I've seen Scandal, which I think is tongue in cheek, but I haven't seen Scandal, so I don't know. 
then the second option is I don't know. Then the third option is pretty good. The fourth option, pretty bad. The fifth option, I don't want to think about it. And the sixth mess, it would be a hot mess. So do you why wanna... is why is I've seen Breaking Bad not an option? Oh. That is still the way I go. I'm gonna I'm gonna dissolve that thing in a tank full of acid. Oh, not in the bathtub. Pour it all over the backyard. Ugh. Spoiler alert, please. All right, I'm gonna click. I've seen Scandal for you. All right. Yes. Could you survive if you had to go on the run? And why is on the run written in the scary bleedy letters? I don't think that I, that's I, a scary bleeding thing. I don't run. Running is a thing that I <laughs> okay. can't do. I don't okay. do. I won't do. So. So I'm going to select me down for no. I'm going to select. So the closest equivalent of that is wait, why am I running? Yeah. So, okay. Do you have a support network of people who would never tell your secrets? Again, these words are getting less and less scary, but the, I mean, I the, feel they're like bleeding I don't because more. My support network has a podcast and he tells, Ugh. he bears his soul. Ugh, he sounds so like I feel a... like nothing is secret. Hey, we can. I mean, you can have secrets with your support network if you want. So not we really. We have. We have like one secret. All right, I'm gonna select. Oh my god, for that one. Okay, fourth, probably not fourth, but next question. They should number these because this is making it very confusing for me. What is it gonna tell me at the end? What's this? What are we gonna find out about myself at the end of this quiz? By the way, who you should kill. Okay, so, great. Okay. Do you know anyone who really has it coming? And I do want to say before you answer, the the words at the end are getting less scarier. Like I started with angry, kill, dead body, but they're bleeding more. Like has it coming is just, it's fucking gushing blood. And that's a much less scary thing to have in bloody red font than kill, which is comparatively like, you know, oozing blood. But now it's gushing and it's has it coming. So, Rosa, do you know anyone who really has it coming? I mean, I know that, that you have it coming sometimes. Okay. How is it spelled? Is it the British spelling or is it C-U-M-M-I-N-G? It's C-O-U-M-I-N-G. U. Two U's. They do love their U's over there. That's They really yeah, put the U in United Kingdom. All right. I'm going to say I'm staring at them <laughs> right now. But you know now. what they don't love? They don't love their E-U's. Okay. And now... But I'm <laughs> Okay. And now you might have heard me or my grievances. So with, all, the, yeah. all the laughing I do at your jokes, you give me an okay. That was such a good one. I missed it. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it? I was, I'd already moved on. You said they really love their U's. And I said, but they don't really love their EU's. Oh, hey. The British I get it now. EU. I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. No, I really did. I was saying okay because I I'd scrolled down and I so here's what I was saying okay to. So you know how earlier you heard me complaining about the the red the the words written in scary red font getting less and less scary? Yes. Well now the next question is pick a silly dog and they have silly dog and scary words. And none of these dogs are scary. They're just Oh cute. my They're, so I'm gonna pick the one that looks like wishbone. Because I guess he got into some scary adventures. And final question, babe. Sorry I picked yes. a dog for you, but the visual aspect was lost. What's your moral stance and how they they kind of they kind of get a little dark and gritty again? What's your moral stance on murder? Thou shalt oh. not kill. It's really bad. It's usually bad. Whatever. Eh. Or it's fine. What's the difference between whatever and eh? 
Uh, uh, that is. Like, is it like, I don't know. I think that, um, I think I feel like it's fine right now. Okay. All right. So do you want to know what you got? And maybe you will understand it better than I did. Yeah, well, because, I mean, this is my mission now, so I I feel like I have to find out, and then I I have to commit. Okay, so you got inhibitions. I got, I'm supposed to murder inhibitions? You should kill your inhibitions, is what this quiz is telling us. You should kill your inhibitions. You've been holding back for too long. Let your true self come shining through and stop worrying about what everyone else thinks. You're the only one stopping yourself from leading the life you truly want to live. I feel like this quiz is a recipe for like making sh- like shooters, like um, mass shooters, mass shooters, right? Like it basically the people taking it want to find out who they should kill. And then at the mm. end, you're told that you should tell me again, my mission, uh, your t- murder, your inhibitions. Oh, I already X'd out of the, of the, but it's basically saying you're the only one who can hold yourself back. So I guess that's good news. I'm not holding you back. I don't think I'm holding me back either. Well, the BuzzFeed quiz does. So I've got I bad gotta, news. I got I to do some more soul searching. Man, you just gave me a lot of homework. There's a lot of yeah. self-reflection I got to go home and do. And we got some feedback coming in. Hemda's writing in. Rose's EU joke was awesome. So... The girl of Keith and the Thank Girl you, wants you to know that your joke was funny, and isn't that great? That one of the one of the big wigs of podcasting, and I don't mean because her hair is large, thinks you're great, and your joke was great. And I'm sorry that I missed it the first time. And I see what you're doing, Hamda, trying to paint yourself as oh, you are the listener, and you can really hear, and her your boyfriend can't hear you, but I can hear you. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry that Hamda disrespects you like that, Rosa, but. I well, never thank will. you, Hamda, for appreciating my joke. Yes, thank you, Hamda. You're the greatest queen of podcasting. Now, Rosa, um, let's say that I wasn't your boyfriend. Okay. Uh, would this have been a good show that you just heard? Yes. All right. All right. Well, there's one more segment. And thank God you said yes, because I can X out our segment, convince Rosa that it was a good show. Because we already did that. And now it's time oh, for this. Yeah, can no, I tell you yes, something that, that I realized like yesterday? Please tell me something. Tell me anything. I think that I think that when we get hitched, we should have Mayron uh, officiate. No. No. That's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a deal breaker for me. No. I will not have my happy day ruined by his man-child antics. He'll have so many nice words. So or, many beautiful words. Or his man-child uncle ticks. Right? And no one said anything about that one. So, Hemda, why don't you fucking write in about my Uncle Ticks joke? Hemda's writing in. LOL, you guys. Love you both. Uh, all right. Stay frosty, Hemda. Right. I don't let's like hear, weird let's, fans. Let's hear your all next right. segment. Let's hear your final. Final segment is the song of the week, babe. You made it. We made it. Everyone listening is probably thinking, oh, God, another solo show. I only like the show because Keith and Hemda are on. Well, you're one week closer to having them back on the show. So, why don't you shut your fucking mouths, haters, and listen to this song. This is Case Langveers, the band that I almost had ruined by my ex-blowjob re- receive- receiver, sugar my sugar daddy. Thank you. you Call us David Spade, honey. All right. Uh, he was David Spade. It was David Spade. This is, he was, he's, I'd say he's between five and seven years older than David Spade, this guy. But this is Case Langveers, a group I enjoy made up of Nico Case, Katie Lang, Laura Veers. 
three wonderful singer-songwriters, and they came together to make an album, and this is the first song on that album called Atomic Number, and this is what they opened with, and it was very pretty, and we're going to hear it now. And I'm just going to sit here. Oh, I'm dancing. I couldn't even help myself. I'm not the Wasn't that good, huh, Rosa? Yeah, I like anything that's about numbers and science. Yeah, atomic numbers. Oh, yeah, and the great. harmonies are so pretty. Uh, if I kept listening, would I hear them bring up Avogadro's number? The Fibonacci's number you'd hear. Ah, that's, no, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Pi. Pi. Fibonacci's number. So yeah, after after that yeah. first verse, it's really the rest of it is just them in beautiful harmony saying what pi is. And Not pi, baby. Pi. P-H-I is, is, is Fibonacci's. The golden oh, number. Golden ratio. Oh. It's actually different from... It doesn't matter. Well, no, that's not in there. But they do say pi. It is a 19-hour song. But they finally get to the bottom of it. They say it all. Nice. Hemda wants me to know, Danny, you sound great on this track. Hemda, I'm starting to get freaked out by how obsessed you are with this show. Please stop endangering my safety and my safe space. I'm also starting to feel threatened, like she maybe is going to take you away from me. Or take you away from me. <laughs> or take the show away. Oh, and Hemda, well, look, at the, isn't this interesting? And now Hemda's feedbacking in, and the conspiracy goes deeper. Super bummed that Rosa can't come camping, period, and then two question marks. Oh, but you know what I did do? I did yes. order Hennessy a birthday present, Aww. and I think it should be, I think it should arrive before you come this weekend. So I want you to bring it. It's for camping. Oh, I have and limited space in my it, bag. I'm really excited about it. Don't let me forget to give it to you. Is it, uh, is it a big gift or is it like easy no, to transport? No, no, transport? no. It's small. Okay. I would still bring it if it was big, but I am. I would have been chuffed to hear if it was a large gift. And I'm, I'm pleased. Does chuffed mean good? You think after taking all those British fucking BuzzFeed quizzes, I'd know what chuffed means? I'm pretty sure it means I'd be upset. You were just in Britain, Rose. Does chuffed mean good or bad? I think it means upset. Like All right. I feel like it sounds like miffed. I don't know what chuffed means, but it sounds like miffed. Miffed, yeah, or muffed. Chuff diving. Well, what a yeah. strong way to end our show. Rosa, thank you for calling. Hamda, thank You're you for welcome. respecting the boundaries that I've set up. And please try to do better instead of... Oh, my God, another feedback. This is scary. Hamda's writing in, you guys are one of my fave couples, exclamation mark. Indent, indent, space, new line. The question marks were a friend face. And now she's trying to put me in the friend zone with Rosa. Indent, indent, another space, new line. Also, Rosa, come camping. I w- I what wish the I fuck could. is I this? Portugal. I just can't. There's no... There's she no, will I mean can. Portugal. And maybe you and your worm friends can mm. hang out camping with you. Yeah, I'm I sorry. could bring some worm. I could send Hennessy <laughs> some worms if... if uh, 
you think that's a better gift? If you came back from Portugal vacation with worms, I would not make fun of you for having them. And in fact, I would ask you to give them to me so that we can both be on the same playing field. Like when Jim and Pam were getting married and Pam like ripped her veil. So Jim cut his tie. Remember that? That's what that I would do so for romantic, you. Honey. That is but so with your, sweet. I want you to, I want to get that crocheted on a pillow for, for my couch. Mm. Well, I have bad news, honey. Hemda doesn't know how to take the hint and she's feedbacking in more. No, it was a frowny face. So she did write the question marks were a friend face in her last feedback. And now she wants us to know that it's a frowny face. And SM from near, and isn't that scary, is writing in chuffed equals please. So I was wrong about chuffed. So I, I was too. So I, well, you're never wrong, baby. I, you're, I'm the wrong one. Chuffed. So I would be chuffed if you had a big gift for Hennessy, but you don't. You have a small one that I can fit in my bag pack. Yeah. <sighs> Why don't they call it a backpack, right? A backpack? Yeah. yeah like, seriously. and now I just fucked well, I up saying they, that? They've been, it's used to be a backpack or a backpack. I mean. Ooh, backpack. I could be backpack man. I was bitten by a radioactive backpack. And now I'm mm-hmm. backpack man. All right. Well, Rosa, thank you for calling. Promise this wasn't a bad show? I promise. And I think for Halloween, let's do another couple's costume. And this yes. year. You can be a Pac-Man and I'll ride on your back and we together can be a backpack. I or, love it. Or, you know, you would have to be a Pac-Man on my back. Yeah, then you'd be a backpack. There we go. Did it. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't want to carry you around on my back all day, though. No. So well, we can just maybe. like, just like at parties, maybe we could like stand back to back or something. For, like, also, I'm making an open call now that I've brought Halloween up. Open if call. If to suggest any couple's costumes, um... Halloween is my favorite, and I like to do couple costumes. I like to be original about it. So let's post on the forums if you think that me and Danny is a good idea for me and Danny. And this is a can of worms that once we open it, we definitely can't shut. So we're at your mercy now with your couple costumes. I'm just going to one-up it. If you you are the winner, Mm -hmm. we will make a a sexy video in in costume costume and send it just to you, private link, (laughs) unshareable. Yeah, we'll make it unshareable. We'll figure out. We'll put a watermark on it, and we'll know that if it got shared, it came from you. That's right. All right. Well, I like this new plan. Anything that'll let me have sex with you. All right. I love you. I love you. All right. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys weren't listening to that. That was rude. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Hope it wasn't bad. I honestly don't know. I'm leaning towards yes, it was. Okay. Bye.